there's definitely like within the sort of the Chad play style or the end game play style, there's definitely that kind of like spiral of just like, well, you know, I've, I need to buy the face shield because my gun costs 300k. And so if I will get one tapped with a pistol, that's going to be really annoying. And so, yeah. you know, I'm going yeah. to say I've got to save the gun with the face shield. But then like, oh, but now the gun yeah. and the face shield are really expensive. Well, now it means I've got to wear the slick because, like, you know, right. if I'm wearing level five and I die to, you know, and then yeah. five or something in like two rounds, then I'm going to be really annoyed because my gun and helmet cost so much money. So now I'm going to have to, you know, and well, I better buy all the best bullets too because, like, if I then can't kill the guy with my rounds, yes. I'm only running no. you know, M855A1, and then he's got a slick, and then I die. I'm going to be like, what do I wear all this other gear for if I'm not running M995? And it's just like this endless spiral where you just end up running yes. like the best in slot, everything. <laughs> Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continued development of the game, patch note analysis, data crafting, and general gameplay discussion. My name is Church, I'm one of your hosts, I do video editing for a content creator named Airwing Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game. And welcome back to the show. It's Church, how are you yes. doing? How has your week been going? Been going good, man. Staying busy. Always good. I got to play a little bit of Tarkov. I kind of wanted to play a little bit more. But, you know, sometimes it's like, eh, do I really want to play Tarkov? You know, it's like, like it's been a, it's been a long day or something or whatever. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, when you did play, what did you get? What were you actually doing? Let's see. This just is whatever, kind of a problem or... for me. Exactly. This is like the problem for me is I'm, I notice I'm a very uh, extrinsically motivated player, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I'm not super intrinsic. Um, sometimes I can be, but, you know, I don't know. For something like Tarkov, I really need that that gratification, you know. And a lot of times that comes in the in the uh, PvP for late game, because that really is the only reward the game can give you. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. But, I think especially um, solo as well. Like, you kind of need, a, you know, an idea of what you do. Yeah, that's very do. true, too. That's very true. I've, I actually was thinking about potentially just playing with other people more, like just even like just helping people, like you know, going to like the EFT Discord or something. But um, anyhow, uh, I played Reserve twice, and I was trying to. I had the P ninety actually, mm. and I really, I was actually pleasantly surprised how effective it it's was. It's very good. It's very good. I. I I killed all of um, the raiders, uh, the Gluhar and his boys. Oh, and his whole gang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing was like a laser beam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's mental, right? The P90 is insane. Did you get suppressed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's vicious. It really is vicious. Like it's it's super super good. And the, the thing about it is that you don't have to do anything. You just buy it. You just stick on the suppressor, and then you run around. And it's like the it's got the same pen as BT, I think, but it's got such. It's got such fast fire rate that everything dies. Yeah. The 50 rounders make a huge difference. Yeah, 50 rounders. The recoil was like very, very manageable. Um, yeah, so I I ended up getting a weapon jam, but it wasn't anything. The guy was already dead. It was right. like I was firing it and he was already dead. And it was just that one raider and like the little shack outside of like North building or I don't know what, what the call it there anymore. School, whatever. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I played another raid and kind of just like I was trying to kill scavs in like the underground 
under D, mm. not, not D2, but the... Yeah, the, like, the hangers the, area. Yeah, yeah. One of all, like, the food crates and whatnot. Yeah. Um, ended up not happening and just ended up taking the sewer extract. And it was okay, you know. It was, it was okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um... I've been very busy. I mean, the, the last stream, I've kind of been like, you know, living from stream to stream and doing a few bits and pieces. I actually like played like a little bit of just like random offline because it was just like super quick and I could just like yeah. run around and just like trying to keep my eye on a little bit because I've kind of been going, I, I really um, pushed back doing the Punisher's quest line this wipe. I was like really mm -hmm. focused on doing Peacekeeper and all that stuff. So I'm like only just finishing off Punisher now. And um, I nearly, nearly completed it last stream and um I'm going to be doing it tomorrow. Just finishing. We only need like three more kills or something with the SPD. It's like it's so weird how you kind of get used to playing like one way with a particular set of guns and like this this wipe in particular. I've got very used to a certain like subset of weapons and you know like the MDR, the P90, and then like moving up now to the MP7. Now that I've got like Mechanic Three unlocked, um, and then like going trying to go back to either like firstly like bolt action VPOs was like the first sort of similar thing, and then going to the SPD mm -hmm. is like you know obviously it's different but it's got you know big recoil high yeah high ads time um it's just kind of weird and you have to like change your playstyle a bit so like it's another one of those things where like the first couple of raids are just like awful and then you kill like two to three to four people like every raid after that it's like it's very strange um but uh yeah no look it's it's been um it's been good otherwise i've been you know working on mostly working on video stuff actually because uh, I've got like, oh, yeah. as I was saying last week, so this is going to be like my last weekend here um, in this room. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to have today and then tomorrow's stream and then that's it. So I'm going to be off, um, but I'm not going to have any internet until uh, Friday. So <gasps> I've had to kind of like, you know, back up some stuff or whatever. So I've been busy with all, with yeah, all of that and not been I able see. to do too much. But there's been, um, there's definitely been like enough interesting stuff going on to like keep our eye on um, this week in general, which I, I've, you know, yeah. I've actually enjoyed this, like the general the general news flow. Um, I mean, especially because we haven't seen any teasers or anything yet. I think like the lighthouse pictures are pretty cool. Um, you know, it's it's really cool. I think there's the latest couple that come up on Instagram. It's actually I'm I find it really annoying when they put the stuff on Instagram because I don't really have it. Like I do have an Instagram account, but like I don't have it logged in on my PC or anything. I like very very rarely use Instagram. Yeah. And so it's like not logged in and every five seconds like Instagram's one of those platforms where it's like if you're not logged in every five seconds it's gonna tell you and it's gonna be like you better log in boy. Um and I just don't really want to but I've got like this this snippet snapshot here of like the latest ones I think which is kind of like the villa it it reminds me it reminds it reminded me a lot of um did you play you played PUBG didn't you? Or did you not play PUBG? I forget. Barely, like very minimally. There was on the so not really um, on the big deserty map. There was kind of like a villa, um, mm -hmm. on on that map, and it kind of reminds me a bit of that actually. It reminds me a lot of that, in fact. It's got kind of like a similar vibe to it, but it looks super cool. I imagine from the sort of the speculation stuff that we've seen so far, there seems to be like a few key key things. I mean, obviously the the lighthouse is a thing, but I think people are speculating that. Potentially, it might come in the future, and like it might just be kind of off in the distance because it does seem, you know, we've got pictures of the tunnel, and then we've got pictures of this yeah. kind of like villa type thing, and then the lighthouse doesn't seem to be like anywhere nearby, right? It's like off on the distance somewhere. Yeah. Um, and there was one in particular that I was really interested in. It's the final picture of this like grouping, and it was the one of like the really mm -hmm. like dusky setting, and you can see the reserve dome 
off in the distance oh, really? as well as the lighthouse itself um which is like oh, super super cool but um but it looks decent it, you know it, it's looking really nice it's like i imagine this is going to be kind of like maybe not you know it's not gonna be a resort level hotspot or something because it's just nowhere near big enough for that villa to be oh at, but god you're right yeah and so i was like okay well this sort of makes i was like this kind of makes sense right because like you've got shoreline and the tunnel and then obviously the like the top edge of shoreline is is reserve and then you've got the dome and then lighthouse is like to the side past the tunnel so i was like well i guess it kind of makes sense you can see dome from there but that helps us kind of orient as well although i can't really see i'm not sure if the but you'd imagine the lighthouse is like along the shoreline somewhere So... so i wonder is the lighthouse accessible? I actually don't know. And I'm not sure whether it will be to begin with. I, don't, I really don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Man, I speculate that it's not to begin with. Yeah. That will, but but even further, I, I question if it's even in their plans at all to even have it accessible. If it's just like a part of that, um, you know, lighthouse. There's a lighthouse in distance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Reserve. It's a military base, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, d- I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, I had always had in my mind that the in-raid trader would be there and there's the sniper, like, boss, sort of bodyguard kind of thing, and they'd be in the lighthouse and it's, like, really hard to assault. But maybe that's completely yeah. wrong. Um, and I, maybe. And we don't really know. So I, I quite like these. They're, like, really detailed and the villa looks super nice. I, I am always impressed with their, like, I guess you call it level design, like, their attention to detail on mapping in general. Yeah, uh, it just it always looks so good, so good. Yeah, it absolutely does. Like the the rooms and the worlds just feel they feel real in a way that you don't really get. With, yeah. with other games, like I was, um, I did actually like I've been I've actually been playing like random bits of like other some other games, um, mm-hmm. just like here and there. I played like half an hour of Squad the other day, which was like because people say Tarkov is like miserable, but I honestly I find Squad like really really miserable sometimes, just because like it's so barren and. When you're losing, it's really rough, and the time to kill is actually shorter than EFT, um, yeah. and your character is very hard to control. And um, you can't like it's it's by design. We've talked about this before. It's by design because you know you can't be a one man army, and you have to work with a team. And it's like mm-hmm. your your character and movement and everything like that is kind of nerfed to like stop people being like kind of too good and making the teamwork you know, more accentuated. But it, it's weird coming from EFT where you can like run around so quick, and you know obviously you've got inertia and stuff, but it's still never going to feel like squad does but even just the environments you know like in the buildings and they're just like all empty it's just the whole thing is completely empty there's not even any like yeah. textures or anything anywhere and then you jump back into eft and there's like litter and rubbish and you know things that make it feel as if like it has just you know it was lived in or something and then it's just been left yeah um so the level design is is fantastic and it's not surprising it takes them so long to make make the maps if i'm honest but it looks great you know there's we've got like terror group banners and stuff around the villa i don't you know, I, I think that Usec was in Shoreline anyway, so I imagine there's some link there with, um, with the with the lighthouse area, and maybe it's kind of like the, the bosses hide out. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Or like, you know, the big, the big, yeah. um, the big heads of Usec or something, because they were like owning the resort before it got emptied out, I believe, uh, in the law. And so, there was something interesting. Yeah. Um, on so if you go to their Twitter and mm-hmm. you look at today which is friday uh the most recent screenshots there's one of like the tunnel and i don't know if you've seen this or not but there's a little character <laughs> standing in the tunnel it looks it's it's sort of a t-pose like it, it basically is it really is a t-pose um 
<laughs> I wonder if they're like hinting at something. Like, well, is that? I don't. I don't know. To me, to me, that just looks like a mannequin from Interchange. Oh, that could be it too. That's yeah, it. that was what that I thought immediately. As soon as I saw it, I was just like, "Oh, that looks like a mannequin from Interchange." There's the ones at the, like the bottom of the escalators that just like scare the living crap out of you whenever you yeah. see them. <laughs> yeah, those ones. They're my favorites. Not really, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I hadn't actually looked at it in like super detail. I didn't realize how detailed it was. It's like a proper, proper like high res yeah. screenshot actually, which is pretty neat. Um. Yeah, were there any other like, were there any other like super super good pictures? I think because it was just like the series of um of things that they showed out. Oh yeah, there was another thing that they they showed which was different, but um, so it's like a different topic, but like you know more stuff that they're kind of like hinting at and all that kind of stuff, which is yeah. they had like a bunch of revolvers or like and shotguns with like you know the revolver style, um, yeah yeah like shells in them and stuff. So. That's neat. And, you know, they've been talking about putting those in forever um, and saying that they've yeah. not worked out how to actually make it. And so I think, you know, they, they've said that they've, you know, kind of made this work now, which is quite good. So they can have like double barrel shotguns or they can have revolvers and all this kind of stuff, which, which will be super, super cool. So getting some like more pics of that is, is very nice. I, I just want to say double barrel shotgun is scary to me because now they say it's supposed to be a really crap gun. Like just really like a pure scab gun, but I'm still of the opinion if it's like I don't know how it how they work in real life, but typically in most games it's as fast as you can click twice because that's like the advantage is like you know you you got like the pump shotgun that has like high capacity but you have to manually there's like a maximum fire rate yeah. for a double barrel you have like small capacity but you have like as fast as you can possibly click and that. And within those two shells so i'm like kind of worried if it's going to be like you know just like magnum butt central like the cheapest budget shotgun kit for like you know nine thousand rubles and it's just like the bam the guy's legs are just disappeared you know? <laughs> yeah or or like uh you know you just put like a express in it or something if you i'm not sure exactly whether like normal shells fit in a double barrel i don't know what type it is yeah. or anything but if it's like regular shells you have like express bark or something and they just go ba bang you've got like 18 pellets flying towards your head yeah like, oh god <laughs> yeah. it's just like <laughs> not my head eyes hitbox yeah because that's that's the other thing too i think there's even some double barrel shotguns like the mechanical feature is like you have a single fire trigger and then you have some sort of mechanism where it's like it fires both in like very rapid succession yeah um, and i'm not really sure the details on that but i don't know that's that's interesting it will be i'm excited it will be interesting for that yeah. yeah there's always always like new and novel ways to kill people very very quickly especially in <laughs> in the light of the way things are going with the mechanics right yeah. um and black limbs and that kind of stuff yeah, so, and then, right, there was another thing, actually, that they posted that I wanted to, like, specifically talk about. Okay. Which I thought was quite cool. And let's actually, uh, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this now. I think let's talk about this now. And this was the statistics that they oh, have yeah. from the SCAV Brotherhood event, which I thought was kind of cool. I like it when they put this stuff out. And I actually spent a bit of time, like, there, there wasn't as much as I thought I'd be able to get out of it. Because, like, last time, I think they put up some, um, you know, when they said like the end of the wipe stats and stuff, 
you could kind of like work right. out a few different bits and pieces but there was like there was so, you know there's some takeaways from this thing so they've like given you like a snapshot of like certain stats so like raids played like 11 million raids played as scav 3.5 million so people play pmc 68 percent of the time and 32 percent of the time mm -hmm. play scav which i was already kind of interested in to begin with because I actually went back and looked at the old stats, and that's actually the same as what people were doing at the end of Last Wipe. And I thought that initially I was like, oh, that seems like quite low for Scav. I thought people would play Scav more. And then I was like, well, maybe people didn't play it as much this, you know, on this event potentially because like some people couldn't play it or like, you know, if you had like less than one car, yeah. you'd get destroyed and stuff. But I think this is, I don't think it really affected what people did looking back at, you know, the, the previous stats. Because you'd expect more people to play PMC as the wipe goes on, would be my, um, right. my guess. So I was kind of surprised that it was so high for the, like the PMC ratio, but that's okay. And then, and then there's like the interesting stuff, which is like PMCs killed by PMCs like three point two million. So like I actually wrote out some of this in like a little a little thing to just try and like oh, figure out. Yeah, I was like I tried to like figure out how um, exactly like what this means and whether we can take anything away. So basically, like if you're going in as a PMC, you've got a forty four percent likelihood of being killed by another PMC given given those statistics and a 1.3 percent to being killed by a player scab so people people who complain about like player scabs and reserve and all this kind of stuff it's actually very unlikely that you'll you'll die i mean this is across all maps but it just kind of shows the you know the disparity between these two things like, you know you're in, in in any particular raid i mean this doesn't really say anything about encounters but in any particular raid you're like almost 40 times less likely to be killed by a scav than a PMC, which which completely makes sense, right? Because um, PMCs come yeah. down where you are, and a lot of fights happen at the beginning, and you know, bumping into scavs later. Like we've talked before about the experience of being a player scav and being unable to find PMCs, even because you have no idea where they are, and play, like players kind of know like there's a timing and a rhythm and a tempo of when you're entering the map, and where the hotspots are, who gets where first, and that kind of thing. And there's always a big fight in some of those hotspots to begin with. Maybe a bit less so now because of the dynamic loot stuff um arguably that might be the reason why people are complaining is because it is such a rare event that it is that even more annoying you know maybe maybe yeah that, that's true that could be true um and so what this means though is that effectively like you flip it around and you say okay well if 45 percent of the time you die to uh you die to pmcs or, or player scabs that basically means that like <clears throat> Roughly on average, the average survival rate is like 55% for the player base, which is kind huh. of interesting to sort of know that as yeah. like a number. Now, one what that doesn't take into account is PMCs killed by AI scavs because they don't actually give you that number. Right. But I'm willing to bet that that number's not that high. It's probably quite low as well. Um, as a yeah, I would think one. so. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think, you know, every now and then you get like head eyes by a shotgun and... It's annoying. So I imagine it's probably in the same like one to two percent region. So that probably puts like the average survivor rate at like fifty two percent, something like that, fifty three percent, something in that region, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, and then yeah, so then like player scav survivor rate is actually a lot higher because they actually give you that number just straight up, which is like sixty percent. So player scav survivor sixty one percent, which again makes sense because there's less people when you're when you're running as a scav mm. and people aren't killing each other anymore. Really, like some people are, but people aren't really killing each other that much. Um, and then there's like a whole set of stuff. I actually had to really think about it because they've got like five categories, right? Player scav survives, P 
Player scavs killed in action. This makes complete sense. Player scavs MIA, which I was like, okay, well, that's like when you fail with the timer. And then it had like right. player scav run through, which I was like, oh, does that still exist? Because even if you spawn straight into factory and run straight to the exit, I thought that if the timer wasn't less than 10 minutes, then you got a run through. So if it still says like 10 or 10 30 or something on the timer and you went to the exit, then you got a run through. But that's not actually the case because I tested it this week. Um, well, it's also, it's, I think it's either 7 or 7 30. It got lowered a while ago. Oh, okay, fine. Um, and then the other one was like, player scav left the action. And I was like, What's, what does player scav left the action mean? And after thinking about it for a while, I was like, ah, it's when somebody actively disconnects from the game. Yeah. Now, I don't know really what the ramifications of this are, right? Because like player scav MIA is like 1.8% of all scav runs end, end with like people missing the timer. And the run through is like 0.3. But player scav's left the action is like 2.9% which either means people disconnect a lot on their scavs for some reason, like they maybe they spawn in a place they don't want to be and they like just DC or they like get they get a bleed on and they can't they know they won't make it so they just DC whatever like I've never done that so that's kind yeah. of behavior seems weird to me or it shows actually like there's some really serious <laughs> horrible disconnection problems for a lot of people and they're like one in 30 yeah, raids true. you disconnect as a player scav and actually leave the action and can't be bothered to reconnect something along those lines because people are more likely to reconnect to their PMC raids and continue to play through. But if you get a disconnect right. from your scav run, maybe some people just think, ah, oh, screw it or whatever. Um, yeah. Because there's no like, there's no stats for like left the action for PMC. So it'd be interesting to know because if it was similar for both, it, that would mean that people were getting disconnected actually quite often. And it would be, that would almost like right. signify a technical issue. You know, whereas like if player, yeah. if player scav left the action was like 3% and PMC player, players left the action was like 0.2, then that would be like, well, people just get DC and then they can't be bothered or they're actively disconnecting on their own for whatever reason like, i can't really think of like i don't think i've ever disconnected as my scav i can't really see why you do that so yeah but at, at the same time if you're really efficient or you know mid maxer and this is probably a, a percentage within a percentage you know it's definitely not that whole a thousand people that left that you know disconnected yeah uh, or sorry a hundred thousand but you know i could i could see the case for you know i'm not going to make it to this extract i got a broken leg might as well just disconnect or yeah i mean that's yeah. probably the only thing i could think of i don't think you would like you said i don't think you would disconnect for like a run through that wouldn't, yeah or like just wait right? i didn't get anything and i'm miles from the extract and i can't be bothered like i didn't find anything good i'm just yeah. gonna just, just leave and just play pmc instead i don't really know i don't know either it seemed kind of strange that would that would be interesting to see the pmc numbers <laughs> though to sort of see how the ratios stack up exactly and then and then the final, the final one that I was like, okay, we're gonna like try and get something out of this because I, I like having this kind of snapshot because there's always more that you like. I don't like just reading the face value numbers. I like thinking like, okay, is there anything else that we can like pull out of this? You know, that we can like we get mm -hmm. given like a little string. We just, you know, just <laughs> keep tugging until we get something. So I don't know. I just I want I wanted to do like a, an estimate of um, how many people are actually playing. I mean, it's very rough. But you just have to make some assumptions and you kind of get to a number, right? Because it's like the event was lasted for like five days. <clears throat> Um, and we know from the total mm. raids and the scav raids that there were seven and a half million PMC raids. So there's like about 1.5 million PMC raids per day. Um, if we just wow. say it was over, I think it was over five days. I looked at my fence message and it was like, you know, event starts and five days later the event ends. So I was like, fine, we'll just count it as five days. It's fine. Like how many raids do you think the average player plays per day? Like the average player. So there's some people who only play like one or two, but then there's some people who play a ton. So I was like, maybe like maybe four, maybe four is a good average. I, I feel that like the, the tail is quite 
big on this distribution you know you've got like mm-hmm. a lot of people playing like just a couple of like raids um and this is people who've like you know played a raid because somebody who didn't play any raids on that day just doesn't feature in this right so it's like of the people that played a raid how right. many did they play on average so i'm saying well maybe maybe let's say like four i thought i thought three to begin with but i was like maybe that's like being too low i don't know um yeah so i was I think, like i, I was think like higher four. is better yeah so i think like four so i was like okay well if people play on average four raids and that means that there's like about three point there's like three uh three hundred and seventy six thousand players a day and then there's roughly like three broad regions around the world in terms of time zones which would mean about one hundred and twenty five thousand concurrents very very roughly um if all people are playing in the time zone kind of sit at similar times and it's probably a bit more spread out than that but it's like i thought that was interesting because it gives not the right answer but like you know the ballpark number and obviously yeah, you can see like yeah. as you tweak the assumptions like things change a little bit right so i reckon we're probably in sort of the 100 100 to 150k concurrence or something based on those figures and i don't think this event is really anything above average in terms of bringing people into play that wouldn't have played otherwise um, yeah so that's the thing you can kind of like you know fiddle with the numbers and like just sort of get yourself like a you know a range because we don't get these stats from bsg so i was like well maybe we can use it for something get a little, a little estimate because you know we know that they had like a really big player base at one point and it's kind of you know drops off as you go through the wipe like and then it spikes up again so i don't know maybe maybe that was interesting i thought it was interesting but uh that's just me there was one stat that I was missing that I felt like was probably the stat to have in there. And that would be AI scavs killing player scavs. Hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not in there, right? That isn't in there, no. Because that was kind of the thing, right? If you're a bad scav in this event, you're KOS by AI scavs. So I feel like you would want that number <laughs> to be... Like that kind of seems like the important data point for me. For me, at least, I don't know. Or, or I shouldn't say the important, but but one of the more important points. I wonder if you could. I wonder if you like dive even deeper in whether you could actually get that number because it's like scavs AI and players killed by PMCs. But we know the number of player scavs that were killed, so then we know how many like how many regular scavs were killed, and then like scavs and AI and players killed by. Oh, but you can't split it out because yeah you don't know you don't know enough of the specifics because it's like scavs killed by player scavs scavs killed by pmcs right <clears throat> you know the scavs total but you don't know how many like oh you know pmc uh yeah because they've they bundled ai and players together yeah the that, section, that was the which i thought was unhelpful me. yeah because that was sort of like I mean, they the change they did was if you're in the negative, well, you have to be negative one. Yeah, you can't just be like negative point nine nine. I don't think that counts. I but don't if you're negative either. one below, AI scavs will actively shoot at you, and that was the the event more or less. I mean, as far as I know, anyways. So how that affected people, I guess, is like people would would be incentivized to not in the negative and then if you were in that negative one you hopefully you know within negative 1.99 to neg- whatever you, you do stuff to increase your karma rating so you can get out of that area yeah well specifically so that I fence just, quest that gives you one karma right right that was like a, a help me to mm-hmm. like you know pick me up for those guys but i don't know it's i just i'm not I, I, stuff like this i often wonder what 
was the method behind the madness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what was that? And it's, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure they got something. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't know. I have more questions. The, the data only gives me more questions. So Yeah, I feel like they just like put this out just for interest from the player base rather than necessarily yeah. some stuff themselves. I mean, they've got like all the data on all this stuff, so I don't know. But it is, it is a shame that they didn't split that out, to be honest, so that you could see a bit more about like the, the player scabs because, as you said, that was right, kind of the whole point. It wasn't really about the thing. The title is the Scav Brotherhood event results, but you don't have the thing that you changed that was the events in the data. You just have generic, mostly generic, data i mean i'll give them points for you know ai scab player scabs killing player scabs or pmcs and stuff like that but none of that none of that really mattered like i don't know i feel like you would want to split out that group of ai versus player scabs then again would it even matter would it even matter i mean not honestly? really but i'm just I, i'm just interested in any data to be i honest guess it wouldn't you. really matter <laughs> yeah I, I would have liked to seen it you know just yeah. to see like okay how effective like, could you really like what if what if what if the number was like 4000, you know, and you could like evade the AI scavs super easily based off, you know, the data that we see, you know what I mean? That'd just be yeah. nice to because I didn't get to play the event. I don't know if you got. No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yes. I don't know what it was like. I, I can only speculate. Well, the, the most important stat on there that they actually wrote down, which you couldn't get from any other source, which says mm -hmm. player scavs killed scavs. AIs and other players 41% more often than normal which was actually kind of surprising yeah thought of and that's I mean that implies yeah, that, that there's a lot of people who have negative karma that had to like fight off a bunch of but AI scabs or whatever but it, like it infers what? that and implies but it doesn't tell you exactly like how much but wouldn't you want to know and maybe this was my point that I was wrongfully recalling is that i want to know were they killing like i wanted to see the players that were killing ais and the players that are killing players yeah. right because the player killing the ai you're basically defending yourself you know yeah the player killing the player arguably you could be defending yourself but you also could just be i guess i guess for the ai you could also trying to get a come up off some ai loot i don't know i thought it would have been nice to split those two categories out yeah just to see. Yeah, it would have been. But yeah, I always love it when they send this stuff out because it sort of sends me into like an analysis <laughs> overdrive to try and like yeah. glean as much information out of it as possible. I was like, I was a bit like, oh, because I was like looking at it. I was like, this is kind of impenetrable just because they've like combined two things together and there's not enough info and you can't break it down. Yeah. Properly, which I was a bit like, oh, whatever. But, you know, something is better the data. than <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> sieving, you know, sieving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. Um, which was, yeah, uh, the, the stats that they, they brought out, which is good. Um, I guess this week, what difference, what changes have they actually made? So they, they have changed the loot rate. They've added, you know, a bunch of extra um, well, loot chance to things. I think there was on the community podcast, people were talking about like the fire graphics cards don't spawn in computers anymore. Like I don't think I've looted a whole bunch of computer towers. I don't think I've ever seen a graphics card for like a long time. Um, and they like bump. I the, think it's bugged. They bump the chance of that up. Yeah, and a lot of people do think it's bugged because they said, "Oh, it's you know a point five percent or something." And it's just like point five percent though is like one in two hundred. So you'd see it, and like tons of people who play the game a lot haven't like seen any for ages, right? And loads of people who haven't seen any for ages. And so you'd think that somebody would 
would have seen it. So I don't know. They've they've, they've bumped yeah. that number up anyway, um, and and also bumped up the killer and and also Rishala, I believe, spawn rates up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, which I understood about. I don't know why Resh got involved in this, but the killer one kind of makes right. sense. Is a little bit actually yeah. similar to what we were talking about previously. And there was some, uh, you know, there's always some threads on on Twitter about people complaining about this that, and the other. And there was one semi, there was like a semi interesting one about labs and about like labs loot being nerfed and that kind of thing. And you know. I think I can't remember. Was it? I think it might have been a Dan excerpt one where um, he was talking about the, the loot and stuff, and someone was arguing with him mm-hmm. about it. And it was just interesting because, as he pointed out, BSG have said, "Well, the loot's just not in the same place. It's now distributed across the map in general." But like from what we've spoken about this before, is that unless you do something to like the um, the spawn rates of loot, that is a nerf because people don't scour the whole map and people don't loot like the loot the map doesn't get completely stripped of loot so by redistributing it around it is actually a nerf to to loot so if you want it to kind of feel the same you do actually have to put those rates up um on the high value stuff so i'm actually quite pleased that they Mm. did that to be honest and it's exactly the same thing for killer because if killer spawns anywhere you don't know where he's going to spawn then you do need to increase his spawn rate because it's just a lot harder to for any individual person, you know, if you're looking for him, to actually find right. him. Right. Um, and it also You've added more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I I can't think of the technical jargon, but you've added like more opportunities and kept the encounter chance the the same. Yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Because like, do people? I mean, I don't. I don't really. I don't mean interchange. Um, but when I play interchange, I tend to kind of do specific sections and then leave i don't tend to like go through the entire place because yeah that usually results in my death to be perfectly honest (laughs) with you if i go like yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go idea we're gonna hit that bit then we're gonna go to the back and then we're gonna go into the mall for a bit then we're gonna go down into like ollie like i'll be dead by the time we get to uh the back of of goshan or something um but uh yeah so i normally just do my bit and then and then go and then that's the same thing it's like oh, do you always go into the car park no not necessarily like are you always going to go into the front of idea not necessarily and that spawn rates map um i think did we talk about that last time i can't remember whether we talked about i think we did then we talked about the spawn rates map on um on reddit and about how there was oh, kind yes, of a 25 percent, 25 30 percent chance of yeah. spawning where he does normally it's like you you have to go to all those areas if the spawn rate doesn't change to encounter in the same number of times so exactly as you're saying you know you're increasing the the sort of number of chat number of places that he could be without buffing him it's kind of you're not going to see him as much in each raid or individual people won't see him as much in each raid so i'm glad they did that i don't know why resh got caught up in that to be honest with you i don't know either i really don't know i, I feel I, like i feel like he's enough lowered and raised it like we've kind of come full circle in the way yeah i can't say for certain but it feels like at one point he got buff to like 38% and he got lower to like 28 and then now we're coming back towards that 38% like whatever the numbers are I just feel like we kind of gone which maybe they're looking at some of the numbers and based on their decision off it maybe they're just doing it just for the sake of doing it yeah. I don't know just see what happens know. the one thing though that I would rather than change than any of that is to make sure that he has a golden pistol on him because that that weapon like I finished that now but like not not spawning 100% with that when he's already got like a percentage chance to spawn yeah. in the first place when you're doing that quest that is miserable especially when you found him and killed him like two or three times and he doesn't have the gun it's awful that's really really it feels that feels really bad it feels terrible honestly yeah arguably though it is kind of a good thing because it is linked 
to a barter. Like when you think about that pistol, like I always felt like it was a missed opportunity because it's not like it's golden. Like you know, you think it's like, oh, is this double oh seven golden eye? Like I'm about to just be <laughs> where's Oddbot at? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just yeah, it is linked to the barter. So I guess if you increase, if it was a hundred percent bond chance, then you would like be because it basically is a barter item for all intents and purposes. Like it's just a cash item. It is, it is, but but I understand um, your just point. Link that or something. I actually forgot it was a barter item because I think it's always too expensive. Me too. There's not enough on the flea, ever. What's it? What's it even barter? Yeah. For? Is it an armor or something? I can't remember. It's a rig. I think it's a tech tech. It's like four. It's like four of those pistols and like four chainlets, or maybe it's four gold chains. It's kind of like a bad. Yeah, I don't barter. think anyone's ever really used it. To be perfectly honest, but... to my knowledge, you usually get the pistol for like. What it sells to the vendor mm. off the flea market, like twenty eight thousand rubles. I'm not sure, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, because now I think about it, like let's say there was no flea market, that would be a really long grind to get four TTs because I think it's four golden TTs, and then you know I guess that's the grind there. So you maybe only get an armor like once every month or two weeks, <laughs> depending. <laughs> And then you just get head eyes by a shotgun. Yeah, it's like, yes, I just finally grinded for this amazing tier four armored. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely think that there's kind of a um, a balance to be had because I've thought a lot before about, you know, hardcore and about like removing flea and all this kind of stuff. And like mm-hmm. with the level 20 flea experience, it has kind of like not changed my mind completely, but I've it sort of put it into perspective of you'll be playing the game a lot without like, I, I think some stuff would need to be tweaked decently to give you the chance to get some of the you know more higher tier stuff because you know i've been looking at like moving up to potentially doing some face shields on factory and that kind of thing at this stage because i have peacekeeper 4 but i don't have the quest for it yet and i'm like well i haven't seen like face a face shield you know be lootable or anything like there's so much stuff in the game that you just wouldn't ever ever see and so i think that would need to be you would need to like be yeah, it's not in the state right now where if you just strip the flea away, I mean, clearly it's not, it's been balanced for the flea. So that is kind of why. But if you just strip the flea away, I don't think the game's really like in a state where you could just play it hardcore and have a good time as an ordinary player. Like you have to be pestily or someone um, to be able to like get through. But you're just not going to see like, you're not going to see most of the items. I think that was kind of my point. You just won't see most of them, which is kind of a shame. Like you want the, the game to be balanced in such a way that things are rare and exciting when you when you do find them. but Mm-hmm. Um, not you know well, not so common that they like... all the time i just feel like some of the stuff is like way too rare like you just never ever ever see face shields like in boxes or whatever it's like i don't know maybe it's yeah. just but that's my experience that's also loot. like what makes it rare it is, is the, you know what i mean so it's it is a very like balancing act there you know yeah like I, like yeah and like some ways you want i think you would want I don't know. You kind of want like the power of the rarity to be like a line. Like you wouldn't want a very common item to be like the most powerful thing because then it just undermines every other item you put in the game. Yeah. You know, but then if it's like super rare and it's useless and it's like, wow, I just found the really rare useless thing. You know what I mean? So you kind of got to have like a bit of a, a nice curve there. Yeah, I think that's probably the issue. That's probably one of the actual biggest issues and that I've come to realize about EFT is because of the permanent loss of gear, 
finding where mm. items doesn't feel as good as it does in traditional RPG games. Because right. when you find something, you know that, well, you take it in, you're risking it, and then when you die, it's gone. And with people having roughly 50% survival rate-ish, you know, you might get, you if you're lucky and you're, you know, it's, it's going to help you with your survival rate, maybe, you might get three raids out of it or something, and then it's gone. Yeah. So yeah. there's like a big sort of diminishing value on almost anything that you find and pick up and use, which for me kind of removes some of the excitement you know it's like if you're in an rpg and then you get like a really sick drop or something you're like well i can use this for like the next you know three hours of gameplay or something until i then the the stuff in the next area is kind of like you know surpassing that or three four hours like it depends it depends on what where you are in the game um sure but i do find that a bit strange about ift sometimes is that because of that temporary nature it's like it's just it's just difficult because I mean, firstly, it's, it makes people like hoard stuff in their inventory, and they're like, "Oh, I'll use this mm-hmm. when I'm doing important stuff," which is fine. But sometimes, yeah, you can obviously take that too far with like proper gear fear. But then it's also like, as you were saying, you, know, you don't want a common and cheap item to be really, really powerful, but you also don't want like the the expensive or rare stuff to be really lame. Otherwise, no one will use it. And I think like the gear doesn't give you and i'm not saying this is a bad thing but the gear doesn't actually give you enough of an advantage in some ways to justify the rarity if that makes sense you know like you find a face shield like i'm talking about level like it's a level three face shield right it's, it's going to stop yeah. you from getting randomly one tapped in the head by people with pistols and scouts with buckshot and very occasionally something like mid-tier like a bt ammo might not go through it or something so we're not talking anything crazy and so if you only found one like one in however long you'd like wear it in a raid and then it wouldn't save you and you'd be like okay and it's just, I feel like there's not, that's not particularly exciting. I don't know. Maybe the, just the way that like gear is balanced because they want it to be, you know, punishing still and anybody should have the ability to die and no one should be immortal sort of undermines like the rarity in the first place because it's like, is, are the high end items powerful enough? to justify the rarity or is it just they're just rare and not that great like they're better but they're not that great yeah it's kind of a complicated thing because when you talk about face shields you know like the the counter to that is another rare item you know rare being used loosely here i mean it really wouldn't that's kind of the thing it's like when you have different power I don't know, it's, it's, there's kind of multiple things going on, but like one is like you have different levels of power, right? Yeah. And then you have different levels of rarity or, or accessibility. And kind of in that same vein, you have like the, the actual cost to get the item. You know, like if a, if a level three facial was like a million rubles, then it's like, that's just, you know, it's yeah. not worth it. You know what I mean? But if it was like 3,000 rubles, then it's like, well, there's zero reason to run it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so like, I think it's they're like, like 150. Like the multi ballistic face shield is like 150 of the fleet. Well, I mean, I haven't actually checked. I haven't checked recently, oh, but they were like oh, 125 or something. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like not worth it, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's. Is it even worth like it? Uh, people, I don't know. They're like, you know, they're like 420 rubles, dollars or something. They're, I think they're like, they're like 60K or like 50, 60K equivalent. They're, like they're expensive I mean, from peacekeeper even to me you're paying that much to not die to die by scav ammo less often and also you're paying for a percentage chance to ricochet a bullet so whatever that number is let's say it's five percent 
you know that's that's what that's the premium you're paying for and just like yeah and then and that's kind of thing yeah. where you have like these that's like the old meta before um the mosin nerfs <laughs> when the mosin came out i mean i wasn't playing at this time but i played a little bit when the mosin was around and it was like you know if I'm, I'm sure you can remember. It was literally naked with a Mosin. Yeah, I mean, you were like, that was like, dude, for for six, you know, sixty k, you got maximum value. You know, the ammo was cheap, yeah, the gun was like super effective. Um, God, those days were crazy. <laughs> thinking about it, man, because it really was just like you go to factory and either it was a juice guy or it was a guy with a Mosin or a complete noob with a pistol. You know what I mean? It was just like there's there's you kind of just like kill all your progression in a sense because it's just like either you go for the insanely good stuff that's or you go for like this huge power level that's really cost effective or really common and then you have like nothing beneath that you know what i mean it's like it's like you it's totally not worth going a pistol you might as well just buy the mosin you know and it's like it's totally not worth getting that mosin with like a suppressor you might as well just spend the extra three hundred thousand rubles for the art, the classics armor or whatever. You know what I yeah. mean? It's kind of weird. There's definitely like within the sort of the Chad playstyle or the end game playstyle. There's definitely that kind of like spiral of just like, well, you know, I've I need to buy the face shield because my gun costs three hundred k, and so if I will get one tapped with a pistol, that's going to be really annoying. And so yeah, you know, I'm going to say I've got to save the gun with the face shield, but then like, oh, but now the gun yeah. and the face shield are really expensive. Well, now it means I've got to wear the slick because, like, you know, right. if I'm only level five and I die to, you know, I'm not yeah. like five or something in like two rounds, then I'm going to be really annoyed because my gun and helmet cost so much money. So now I'm going to have to, you know, and well, I better buy all the best bullets too because like if I then can't kill the guy with my rounds, yes. I'm only running no. you know, M855A1 and then he's got a slick and then I die. I'm going to be like, what do I wear all this other gear for if I'm not running M995? And it's just like this endless spiral where you just end up running yes. like best in slot everything. Um, I, I think that's actually true. And there's like, there's a reason behind it because it's just like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if no one else was doing it, like if you were the only one doing that, then it wouldn't be worth it because then the loot you're getting is like, you know, not valuable. Yeah. And they could, you know what I mean? Like you, like I don't know. In some ways, you kind of want to be on the same level as everyone. Like if you're a mid tier guy, you want to be finding other mid tier guys so you can get more mid tier stuff. If you're a high tier guy, like, and you're looking to profit off PvP, then you want to be fighting other high-tiered guys you know like i don't know it's kind of interesting it is yeah in some is. ways like they invalidate each other you know <laughs> they like cancel out each other almost <laughs> they do. like the reason why you're gearing up is for the other guy that's also gearing up exactly you know, you're not you're not gearing up to be more powerful than the guy beneath you it's kind of yeah it's interesting well, the one weird thing that I find is that there's kind of like two, there's like two ways that I see it. And one is about survivor mm -hmm. rate and the other is about like economy. Right. And it's like these two yes. things are different. So when you're going like Chad yeah. gameplay, you're like maximizing survivor rate, which is definitely mm -hmm. um, not economic most yes. of the time anyway. <laughs> um, but you do maximize your survivor rate. Right. And it's like if you were going right. to if, if you're if you just had infinite money or talk of like, didn't have rubles or anything, you just buy what you want. You'd obviously buy all of the best gear all the time because it's going to have the highest chance yeah. to you know, protect you against rounds it's going to give you the, the, the best chance to kill people because the lowest recoil and like highest ricochets and like not getting shot in the face and all this stuff and so that's the thing and you know when you're like balancing those two things up and it's also dependent upon your skill level too because 
that's kind of why as people grow with confidence then it's sort of like they, these these things go hand in hand right it's like when you're new it doesn't matter if you're wearing all the good stuff because you don't know the maps you don't know how to traverse around yeah. and people yeah. will shoot you from places that you don't even expect or just don't see at all and then you die regardless of what you have and it's like i think we've spoken again previously about this whole the gear kind of gives you that like leg up in a what would otherwise be an even fight and right you know two people who both know where each other are they both jump out pre-firing and like guns blazing at each other and one guy's got a p90 and the other guy's got an m4 with m995 in it um, and a slick mm-hmm. on and the guy with the m4 wins and mm-hmm. those fights the gear tips in your favor but like you know running through somewhere and then somebody just like you know cracks you with a hunter with m61 in it and you just didn't know where they were and they were lying in a bush or something in that fight the gear doesn't matter it doesn't really matter what you're wearing then and the new players are more on that kind of you know getting surprised they don't know where they're getting shot at from they don't know where people are likely to be they don't know the tempo of the map and you kind of like mm-hmm. figure out like where people like to go and like where's dangerous where's not like where the sight lines are because yeah. you just can't take it all in when you first start to play and so that's the thing For it's sure. like as people get more experienced or whatever you can't like your gear then kind of scales like with your confidence as well and like your you know how, how good you are too because you know the better you are the better gear you can run because the less times you're going to die which means that it's actually it is actually more effective and more economical to run that good gear because you're winning more more fights in general um so it just kind of makes sense so yeah i don't know it's it's an interesting one I, I'd, I'd be intrigued to see how you'd how the game would get rebalanced for hardcore but i mean that they've said they're never going to take the flea out so we'll, we'll see how how that ends up at some point i mean i know we talked before about hardcore and all this kind of stuff but um yeah it would just be i think there's like some people's criticisms of it that i have taken on board which is that it would be a shame to not see some of the stuff because some things we don't even see now like you know t7 thermals and that kind of thing so they're like in the game but no one ever 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 uses them because there's a pricing point at which they are used sometimes but like how much are they now like 14 million or something stupid like they're like way too much like you could make them five and you still wouldn't see them you know so there's like there's a there's a scale here where if you made the if you made the t7 thermals if you made them like 300k you'd see them all the time if you made them like well mate well i don't know maybe i'm not sure if you made them like they have a downside they do they do they definitely do which is actually i actually quite like i like the fact that there's downside. Right. i love i love yeah. you know mixed choices those things are always yeah. fantastic um because it's like oh well, you, you can have this very very good thing but you know, take away this very good thing as well so you know you really have to choose that and was... for those that don't know it's you can't with the t7 thermal you basically any optics are rendered useless you can't see through them same for glass you can't see through like glass like a couple wipes ago when it was in the wipe we took t7s to labs and I was like, oh, yeah, that's glass. I can't see him through that. You know, it's kind of fun. But yeah. And I right, what were you saying? Think you can even like not even just can't see through optics. I don't think. Can you actually ADS at all with them? I think you can. You can but but you it needs to be. Speed. It needs to be iron sight. Right. OK. I wasn't sure whether you could ADS or not, but I guess that makes sense that you, you can ADS, but you just can't see anything through it. So for the wait, well, it, if it's a optic, then I'm not sure. What happens? I think you can ADS, but you can't see anything. Yeah, that would make sense. I'm pretty sure for iron sights it works. It, it does definitely works for iron sights. It definitely works for irons. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it, does, it doesn't work for other optics. But I guess like at some point, they will stop us from even ADSing because that's the idea behind the face shields. At some point, I think yes. as well that you have to be using very specific stocks, otherwise you can't. And that would be interesting. Use face. I see shield. like 
in the current state, that would just be perceived as like a direct nerf, you know, because it's like you like what face shields, altins, everything like that. Yeah, because it's not really well, maybe not, maybe not altins. I don't know, but it's not really like a a trade off because I guess the balance is kind of skewed. I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah. Anyways, what were you saying? I want you. I want to let you finish your point. Oh God, I, I've completely derailed myself now. No, but I was, I was talking about the T sevens and just saying there's a there's a point there's a price point where yeah you see them occasionally. The, the price point isn't fourteen mil or whatever it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. not the answer, right? If they're never used ever, yeah. Except for at the end of the white when people are burning money, right. then that's not the that's not the right price point. And so it depends on really whether they want them to be seen in the game or not, or whether. They want them to be, if somebody does get one, they're super rare or whatever. But I think people just like try to sell them or something. And like, this is kind of the issue that people don't want to use this stuff because they can just sell it, um, which is fine, right? And, and yeah. as a player, you definitely want to do that. But if yeah. there was no flea, then if you got this stuff, you'd be like, well, I'm not just going to have it sitting around. And you wouldn't necessarily, sometimes You're there's actually, there's something, there's, yeah, there's like a psychological element that I think sometimes is missed, which is that when the flea exists and you can go and see the price of it on the flea that actually mm-hmm. scares people and makes them sell it more <laughs> yeah you know if like the flea didn't exist like if if you were right. talk of like single player <laughs> or whatever and you didn't yeah. even know what the price of this stuff was it was just this resale value to the traders you would actually probably use some stuff more because you're like you don't even know what the value is out on the market because there isn't one and so you wouldn't yeah. be like scared to lose it because that's what I think people like get scared to lose it because the replacement cost of some of this stuff is so high. Um, yeah, but it's kind I mean, of it's definitely... artificial. Like un- unless you're just going to sell it straight away, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean it's, just, it's definitely true in like other games similar. Like I think of like Rust. You know, you you get um, an AK, but you're scared to bring it out because if you die. You know what I mean? And like, if your whole, even if you're a squad, if all your guys get wiped, like your the chances of you getting that AK back is gone, and it's a rare item, and it's a really good item. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's interesting because it is kind of like let's keep it in the base for when we need it, like when we're getting raided, then we bring out the AK. You know, it's like yeah, it is. It is very interesting, actually. Yeah, the psychology of that is quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, um, moving on completely. There was an, an okay. interesting. Thing that I saw, which was about the potential for death cams. Um, okay. Where Nikita got asked, I forget because there have been so many different like casts and things recently. I forget which mm-hmm. one it was on, but he was asked about like death cams and that kind of stuff. And I think he said that he was he was open to the idea, but only in arena to begin with, and then seeing like how that works and then move it backwards. So there's not something that's going to happen like anytime soon. Yeah. At all. But it, believe he's you know open to trying it out in whatever format arena ends up being in i'm actually very interested to see how arena works out um again like when i was playing squad the other day um with uh, with my with my mate and he was like he's like oh can you imagine though he was like can you imagine if this had tarkov's gunplay in it as well or like you know just the tarkov like detailing within squad it's like yeah that would be really mm-hmm. really quite cool and like some people don't really like Factory, I know, because it's not really like the top, the proper talk of experience. But I do think that, like, I, I think it's quite clever having Arena. I really do, because there is a place for people who want to play the game like that, right? Like an, an arcade, more like an arcade shooter 
but with right. like the Tarkov like mechanics and gunplay and stuff. I think it's very smart. So I'm actually quite intrigued as to how it will play out because I never yeah. really thought of myself as like much of an arcade and arena like Tarkov player. But like, the more that I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe this could be really cool actually. Um, and especially as a test bed for things like you know the death cam and stuff because it's like as we said like a less serious i mean it'll still probably be as serious because we're going to be more kind of competitive in some ways but it'll be yeah. less serious in terms of like immersion they won't need to be stringent to the right. law and that kind of thing you know they can do other things and have kill yeah. cams they can do things that you know aren't necessarily wouldn't happen in that world whatever I know, I know there's tons of stuff that breaks that in the actual game anyway but that's sort of the the general premise that they work off so it could be it could be interesting to see what they do with it and if they then are able to use any of that stuff to port it back like maybe a death cam or something that you get mailed after the raid or whatever and it's you know from different perspective and stuff because it wouldn't necessarily have to just be it wouldn't necessarily just have to be like head cam or whatever you, you know you could have like cctv or sure. something i don't know just depends yeah. really but I think that's it's neat. It's neat that he's thinking about it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Arena supposed to be a standalone game now? Is yes. A... Okay. Yes, that is that is that is true. So it is going to be wonder. standalone. Whether EOD people have to pay for it or not was still in question. He said yes, they did at one point, and then I yeah, think there was also another thing saying, "Oh, we're still thinking about it." So. Um, I mean, I, my I, my opinion on that before was that like they have to be very careful before they make that decision about making EOD people pay for Arena because it's a bit of a dick move, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, but it's totally well within their power. I mean, know? it's definitely well within their power. And there are many things that are well within their power. Whether they should do them or not is another question. So I don't know. Sure. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Like if it's going to be very different completely separate then maybe but that's I think, what i wonder is because... yeah i think they have to understand that the goodwill of the player base will not stand for it not working in that case so if they make everybody pay for mean? it and there's like and it's decent like issues and broken stuff people will yeah people will actually just like go crazy and the yeah. game i just don't think it'll work and people will just not play it anymore because like here's the thing if it's if it's basically just a game mode you know then you're like you're not really playing for a game like it's the exact same engine yeah. and it's like if they sold call of duty modern warfare and then they sold separately call of duty modern warfare zombies or something you know what i mean it's like why couldn't we just bundle this in and then the other question too is like you know, they're working on inertia. To me, inertia and arena, I don't know how well they mix with each other. I think you could make make the argument I don't know, because it all it really just depends on what inertia is. You know what I mean? Is inertia yeah. strictly movement? Is inertia like gonna affect ADS? Is inertia gonna like actually the way of your gun's gonna like affect your arms? You know what I mean? Like there's so many possibilities. I don't know. Yeah. Um but I almost wonder like is it going to be like an old version of EFT, <laughs> you know, without like the inertia model? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I th I still think it'll be okay because there's inertia in like CS and in Modern Warfare yeah. and in PUBG and stuff. So I think I think it'd be okay, depending on obviously depending on how it actually gets implemented. That's the so. that's the grand question. Is like how are they? Because it would be interesting 
to try. I don't know if I would like it, but like a game like what's it called, Cordy or or, or Quop or that browser game well, where like yes, that browser game where you control like the character running and it's like God. like like you know what I mean? Could you imagine like if they got a one to one perfect implementation of what it's like to be wearing I don't know thirty five kilograms moving around sprinting? Everything felt like you were moving. You know, it just yeah. felt like one to one to real life, you know, and it would just be like that would be interesting to play in like a first person perspective. I don't know if I would like it, <laughs> but it would be interesting. <laughs> See, that's the thing is like people don't know whether they're actually going to like it. Right. And that's that's always the big question. Yeah. It's like it might be realistic, but is it even is it even playable? Do people actually want to do that? I don't know. That's the thing, dude. It's that's like the thing. I'm always like I'm always scared because I'm starting to feel like BSG wants to go almost a beyond realism and into like simulation mm. sometimes and that's where i'm like a little scared because now i feel like we're kind of getting out of like game you know what i mean like wh when i when you go to like uh those simulations of driving a car i don't know if you've ever seen them i think i've seen them at like interstate's nascar there's like this nascar where i live north yeah. carolina there's this famous nascar driver yeah um dale earnhardt and you know these there's like this nascar center a couple cities away anyways when i was younger i went there because i have some family over there okay. and uh you sit inside of like a nascar mm -hmm. thing but it's like it's all um you know robotics and hydraulics and then it's got like these huge tv screens around okay, you yeah, it's yeah. like you're simulating as if you're a nascar driver you know but it's like it is kind of a game but the purpose is to like simulate what it would be like to be a nascar driver you know like so it's like it's i don't know it's like it's not really a game it's more of a simulation mm. so it's like that's where i'm kind of worried is like because i would say they're definitely have a lot of game stuff in there like the rpg elements that's like you know xp leveling um the trading stuff the menus like all that's like very gamey yeah um and i guess the gameplay there is certain gameplay elements that are like very gamey as well like the the movement right now i would say like very video gamey yeah um and there is like some advantages too i've been thinking about this a lot so this is all coming out is like when you go for like realism it's very uh palatable for like a new gamer right like you think about um when you play i, I guess like a game like tarkov if you've ever shot a guns a gun before you already have like some knowledge going into the game yeah whereas if you play like you know league of legends dota 2 and you're a new gamer like you know what i mean you just have like zero understanding of how to like actually play the game or what stuff does you know what i mean yep. it's like you have to you have to go through this model or like this loop where like you do an action the game takes that action run it through the rule sets and then it sends you some feedback and something happens and then you're like oh when I do this, this happens, and now I can sort of like build off that knowledge. Whereas, like a very realistic game, you already have like like I think of DayZ too. Is I had a hard time knowing what to do with certain stuff because I'm not like a survivalist. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't know I could like I did not expect I could literally take my bare hands and break twigs off of a bush. You know, <laughs> it was like wow, that's actually pretty cool. The game didn't tell me that. You know, I had to look it up. Um, but that's pretty cool. Like, it's like very, you know, if you were like a survivalist guy, you would 
you could almost assume that, oh, this is a survivalist game. I should be able to do this. Yes, I can. Okay. Then I should be able to do a lot of things. You know, it's kind of an interesting game development thing. Cause if you make something completely abstract from like reality, then it's like, man, you have to really like a science experiment. You do something and something happens and then you have to figure out what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's very much like Dota 2. Right. And you mentioned that a second yeah. ago. That's like, you know, the way that the mechanics of that game are like, completely backwards when you're first starting as and there's a bit of a tangent but like when you first start playing that game that's crazy right because you're mm -hmm. like oh i'm gonna go into this game and oh there's some like ai stuff and i'll like go and kill them and they're just like no no no, you're not supposed to kill them like they're, they're supposed to like they're supposed to like come towards you and you're <laughs> like what is going on here like no, that's nothing so makes, true <laughs> nothing makes yeah. sense like, i i distinctly remember being extremely confused when i first started playing just being like I don't understand yeah. anything of what's happening here. Like the whole thing is completely unintuitive. Like the things you think you're supposed to do to win actually are detrimental, um, which is, it's not even, it's not even like it is, it is actually probably the definition of counterintuitive, right? It's like the things that you're supposed to, the things that you think are going to make you lose actually are the things that are going to make you win and vice versa, which is like really odd. Um, it's, it's a very weird thing. So like, yeah, there's definitely some of that. I, I find like, EFT's EFT's funny, and there is. I do think it has a bit of a. I do think it has a bit of an identity crisis sometimes, and I think that may be a combination of many things. A combination of, sure. you know, Nikita's vision, but has to be Nikita's vision is like executed by a team of people all doing different stuff. Right. So that's one thing. Secondly, it's just like technical limitations. It started out very basic, and they're adding stuff as time goes on. So there's some things yep. that are very gamey, as you said um mm -hmm. like well surgery kits and i always bring up surgery kits and that kind of thing they're very they're very mm -hmm. gamey whereas something like the weapons system is very simulation that's actually the sort of almost the definition of simulation it's probably the most simulated thing in the game you know they like have like the 3d print like models of this stuff and like, are modeling everything yeah. right it's a model it's actually just a model of weaponry um and tarkov's probably good <laughs> if they keep going the way they are it's going to be one of the best sort of you know, mo like weapon modeling platforms out there, yeah. um, despite being a video game. But then you've got like the armor system, which is which is very gamey, as it is now. Yeah, right? and then you've yeah. got the, the potentially you know replacing that with something that's more realistic. So I, I do find that like in quite a few ways, it has some elements that are super gamey, some elements that are super realistic, and it's like they say that they want super realism, but then they don't always put that in, and some of it's placeholder, and we don't necessarily know what's going on, and so it's like. It's complicated yeah. and it's and it's difficult. So I, I know what you mean about the whole, you know, are they going for simulation or not? Um, and there's a balance. It's honestly, it's just a yeah. balance that we have to hope that the... Nikita has in his head. <laughs> yeah, because it's like uh, it's like that's kind of the thing is going back to like the simulation versus like gamey slash realism, all that type of stuff. Like you know, you take a you take a real life thing like sprinting and carrying a lot of weight you know and you put that into a game that could have like very interesting decisions and outcomes depending on like what's all supporting that system you know what i mean that's like a there's different elements of that that you can sort of import from life into a game you know what i mean um and then there's also some stuff that's like just completely abstract as well um gosh i'm Wish I could think of an example on the spot. Um, uh, well, we'll say like okay for Rocket League because it's something that's on my mind. You know, 
it's cars with rockets on them. You know, it's not realistic. <laughs> maybe a bit of science fiction, maybe a bit of science. I don't yeah. know. Um, but it makes for a very interesting scenario for a game, yeah. you know, and there's all these cool mechanics that they added that you can do with it. You know, um, it's like a spin on a, on soccer basically yeah it's, it's it's so it's so weird when you think about it, it. is like, weird what? soccer is with weird. cars and rockets that makes zero sense yeah but it's quite um, interesting because it's hard because the turning of the cars is not like, that easy and that's kind of what makes it kind of interesting right the yes. skill in just controlling the the not character but you know your your player the skill in that it's not like a person that can just like turn and whatever you know you, you've got to actually drive forwards and turn and fly off stuff so it's like it makes it gives an interesting mechanic. I don't know whether this is in the same vein, but there's like things like you know in, in Daisy, which is quite realistic in you know in, in as mm-hmm, much as it's mm-hmm. in a zombie world, but it's like a you know a realistic model, notwithstanding the zombies. But I think in that, if you like work out the speed that you travel at, I think like movement speed is actually just really hard in a lot of things, especially yeah. if you have a realistic world, like a realistic looking world with the movement speed being realistic in basically means that people travel incredibly slowly <laughs> because walking and running is actually really not very fast especially when you have like things like stamina and stuff and i think in day z yeah because the map's very big and vehicles are few and far between mm-hmm. your run speed is like double what a human can actually achieve or something um, and it doesn't feel weird because it's in a video game but it would just take you absolutely forever to get from one side to another it's like the run speed is very slow in squad but in squad there are vehicles um and in EFT, your run speed is also very, very quick. So it's like, where do you draw that line between this is just this is just painful to play? Like, there's 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 a difference between yeah. like there's a difference between punishing and just like this is just the the experience of playing this game is painful, um, and I'm and you know detracts from what the game is aiming to do. You know, it's like, well, this is less about struggling to achieve your goals and achieving a great victory and whatever. It's just like I'm actually just struggling to move from one place to another because it's just you know upsetting so it's you got to make yeah. that balance right it's always movement it's a in- tricky one it's interesting because i actually preferred vanilla daisy movement where the more stuff you have it lowers your like maximum stamina bar mm-hmm. and i think even like your top speed but like i would argue that modded daisy with infinite sprint is way more, way better, more fun of an experience. Um, Because you, you can like, I don't know, you can play more, you can get into action more. You know what I mean? It's like play more, you experience more stuff. Yes. Um, It's that, that's just interesting. Cause it, it is sort of like this game. It's, and I guess that's kind of my point is like, sometimes you can just set realism aside or not even consider realism, but you're just trying to create an interesting scenario. And it's like, how do you take that rule set or whatever you came up with and like put it in the game? You know what I mean? And it's like, you could like, if it's like realism, then you can't really like, and it's unrealistic. You can't really put that in there, but maybe you could be like, okay, well, see what happened is like, there was this um, virus and it got really crazy. The CDC came in and whatever. And then it spread and turns out everyone's zombies. Like, okay, this is like, I can suspend my disbelief enough yeah. to like, you know, get to that point, you know? Exactly. Um, it's all interesting. Exactly. Did you want to talk about that video that you sent me before we finish up? That's the um, last topic. 
I actually didn't get to research it, so I'm going to say no. Maybe we say it Okay, okay, week. that's completely fine. That's completely fine. Well, um, it's, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll leave it. I'm not going to say, I'm going to say anymore. I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Um, the other, I did want to... You wanted to, like, yeah, give a bit of a dive into it. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that I had um, to talk about was that, there again, there was more talk about, and I left this till last, about the secure container and about okay. how Nikki was thinking about having an animation to access said secure container. It doesn't fix any of the problems that we were talking about, really. But where was this at? Was this on the community podcast or somewhere separate? I don't know, because I've watched like three or four different summaries and none of the original source material. It might have been in one peg's video. I can't remember. Because I wanted to say... If I remember correctly, it was less of an animation and more of like a progress bar. Okay, like I mean, I guess of... it doesn't really matter. Like, wh- however, however they do it, that you have to like open the case, or you know, that it takes time to put it in, or, or whatever. Right, you're kind right. of vulnerable, I suppose, when you're using it, which yeah, is yeah, the ultimate point, giving you yes, a downside yes. to it, which yeah doesn't help with the with the mechanic, but it does kind of help with some of the practicalities in raid of. People running around, hoovering stuff up, and just you know, and then dying. Um, you know, you won't be able to just like instantly pop it in, and you're quite vulnerable when you do, right? Which is, which is better. It's it's better. Yeah, it doesn't fix it, but it's, it's better. It's better. <laughs> uh, I just, it's just more stuff, more band aids on top of a leaky. Eventually, they'll get it to where there's only a little tiny leak. You know. A little tiny leak, and I and guess they can band-aid that. I, and then, and then when they, you know, put in something new, and then it's like, oh god, maybe we should remove some of these bandages because it's now affecting this other thing that we've introduced. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like there's kind of room for that. My worry. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't think they're going to get rid of secure cases, though. I don't no, think. he said he's not getting rid of them. And they're adding I another one. I don't want them. I don't think I want them to because I. I I like the concept behind it. Like for me, it's one thing that stood out unique um, to the game. Like this is very unique. I'm surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> I like it. I I just I just I just don't like how they function. You know what I mean? Like I like the concept. I just think it needs speaking. Yeah. 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 Is okay. all. Okay. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's sensible. I'm I'm intrigued to see where they put this Omicron container. You know, the one which is like gamma plus another three so- slots that are separate. And so it's like kappa light. So you have the same amount of space, but you can't put yeah. stuff in that you'd like. It sounds to me like, you know, the serve 12 goes in the bottom and then you've got your... Yeah, your that's other what stuff. I was thinking. Like I was thinking like Doc's case and like maybe Dog Tag case or maybe just ammo. Yeah, I've always thought they should do that. Have like restrictions and different cutouts, because it it still makes it a little interesting. Um, yes, when you're trying to build an efficient get going into raid, I think that makes that more interesting. Having restrictions, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hope that they put it somewhere, kind of in like the finish all traders maybe they put it at like level 50 or something like that's that. what i'm hoping because that's like, like a, a nice goal for people to like be able to reach 
Yeah. Because um, I was always of the opinion that I didn't actually mind them putting Kappa like way out where they did. I just was a bit sad that they didn't add another thing in its in its way. Um just because you know it's nice to get those like stepping stone jumps. Maybe you have to complete all the quests and get to level fifty and then you can get this new new case. Yeah. But it As has a, relieved me of having to do all the stuff. As an extrinsic player, I now I'm starting to question if I would even go for it, you know, because it's just basically just more saving. Yeah. More and, money. And that's the thing, like, look at it. Would, would you, okay, this is an interesting question, I guess. Would you be more inclined to go for something like the Omicron or something like a golden dog tag, which is like purely cosmetic? Is that actually better? I'm not, I've never really been a cosmetic gamer. You know, skins, I'm just like, I could care less. Like, like I, same here. To be, same am. here, to be honest with you. Like, the completely same. Now, some here. people, uh, I have some friends that are just like, you know, where's mom's credit card? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got to get that new skin. Yeah, some some friends who are just kind of like, they've got their Steam key in like a bank vault because their uh, their account's <laughs> worth so much. Yeah, seriously, dude. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not one of those people. So. I'd quite like to have a golden dog tag. I, w- I do say and to be able to like m- maybe there's a difference for me like working towards it and achieving it and then people seeing mm. it like when you die or something or maybe like an armband or whatever that's like <laughs> that's they me kill you and they better. loot you and it's a golden dog tag. and they're like hey look at this guy <laughs> yeah. i kind of like that though i kind of like the idea of that i think that's kind of fun um, yeah no that's kind of cool and i'd i I'm not like a paid cosmetics person, but like I don't mind. I I definitely wouldn't be against like working towards it and having like mm. goals to like get to a cosmetic. Like I, I'm not against them at all. It's just I don't like paying real money for stuff in games normally, and I'm I usually mean, quite opposed to it. But like working for it in game, I don't mind, and would give it would even be kind of interesting. Even for me working for it, I usually just don't even care. Yeah, I mean that's, like, that's fair. I would rather put my time working into something that's going to give me like. Point zero zero one percent advantage you know what I mean? yeah. now sometimes sometimes there is a case where like that cosmetic is like camouflage and you're like okay this actually matters you know what i mean i could get yeah pay, to, pay to win <laughs> you gotta get like a ghillie suit at level 60 or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly stuff yeah. like that but you if it's just like you know oh it's a color palette swap i'm like i could care less i i literally could care less yeah well that's fair that is that is fair but I think it would. I think it would have been nice to do something. I actually still think. I still think there's huge value, and this is going to be the last thing before we wrap up. I think, unless you've got anything else. But um, the mm-hmm. the the I really still think there was there'd be huge value in a prestige. Like people have said it so many times. I don't really see what that would take away from the game. And also, it would give you kind of like two waves of people. Right? People would always be. It wouldn't be so much like oh, I'm starting like three months late, and now everybody's just level sixty, and just I'm just dead every time. It would give you that kind of you know. Some people have come up, they've come through, they've got to the top level, they've got to wherever they need to, and then they reset prestige and like maybe you either like yeah get the gold dog tag or whatever, and people would do it for that, and then the, the thing to start again. Oh yeah, because it's like it kind of like gives you that, or maybe yeah you can't get Kappa until you reset or so, any anything like that. I mean, it'd be quite nice to have like the players who aren't as quick or aren't as good coming up through the ranks and having some of these top players get a, get a handicap by coming back down the bottom and coming yeah. back through right no, sort of rebalance the player base a bit i think it would just feel i, I think it would feel better for everybody it'd be more of a challenge for the guys at the top to get less bored less like less quickly 
Um, and then for yeah. the people who are in the middle, they have like more of a more of a you know chance in the fights because they maybe have better gear, um, even though they might not be as good. And so I think it'd be cool. I really do think there's much to be said about a, like a prestiging system. No, hundred percent. Honestly, when you put it like that, like you know, maybe for me it would need to be something more perky. Like, yeah. I don't know, you get an extra row in your stash or something. I don't know, whatever. Mm. But, um, yeah, no. When you put it like that, like, because right now there is, like, you're not really incentivized to wipe your account unless you, you know, your incentive is because there's nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is almost like that's not really a good reason to do. You know, I mean, it's I don't know. Like you're almost saying, I'm going to wipe my account because the game is not good enough <laughs> to like meet. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, Whereas this could give you like, yeah, because that way. Reason. Yeah, exactly. Now you're like, now you have some extrinsic uh, reward for them to be like, oh, here you get a golden dog tag. Oh, here you get, you know, a, a now you can buy this Ragman tracksuit or whatever, you know, something. Something. Yeah. And then, like you said, it's going to cycle people back through, which I think is way more interesting. Um, you know, it's almost like a wipe cycle in and of itself, you know? Yeah. And it'll be, and that it's would, staggered as well. Like, the, be, the faster people right. get to it, like, and, you know, maybe people could do it a few times or something, but it's like, as people get there, yeah. some people will, it'll just, like, it just pulls some people back down to the bottom, which I think would be, would be yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah no, 100%. I think, I think a lot of people like it, honestly. I know I would, I would probably try it at least once to see what it's like and maybe yeah and then and then if more people are doing it then to me it makes the experience even better you know so yeah 100 yeah, you have lots of varied people and it's like sort of helps to fix that thing of like everybody's level 40 plus and everyone has access to everything yeah. good and i just die every time you know it's like it's just gets really stale yeah i mean i know i know some people like that part but i mean for for me you know going it's kind of crazy because you go like maps like interchange especially now that there's a lot of value perceived and the map interchange you do everyone's like above level 50 except for like one guy in a lobby and then you go customs and and you know everyone's like kind of all over the place sometimes some raids are you know high level some raids are just all low levels but it's kind of just like varies so much whereas like the later you go on wipe it's just like man I remember last wipe i would go interchange dude there was literally everyone had slicks one guy had a slick in his backpack and the uh, um that sniper at mark 18 Oh, so he yeah. had a backup slick and a slick in his <laughs> like I was like, okay, dude. Or just to like insurance okay. for the one he's got on and then wear another one. Combat swap, dude. That's I, insane. He, he tanked yeah. It's just like what? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, everyone's super high level. It's like it's kind of predictable, but anyways. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Cool. Well, you, anything else? Anything else you'd like to to go over? Uh, I think I'll we wrap. I think we'll save it for uh, next week. Um, I think we've reached our time in the show. It was a good show. I had a lot of fun actually. I'm glad that we went to places we did. You know, good. I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased. There was actually yeah. I've been like I've been a lot more diligent recently in actually writing down the things that I found interesting, and it it does help a lot because I I find like. I tend to forget what happened. I'm not very good at remembering like yeah. when what happened. Like my brain just doesn't really work that way. But like if I have a little, if I have a crumb, I can kind of like you know from there yeah. I'm like oh yeah and this, and this and this and this exactly. Yeah. So I just need to give myself like a little reminder. I'm I'm like that with almost everything. Like I have, you know, I have like 
thing for you know for for the raids and i have like notes everywhere and i have to write down everything and like in my google calendar and it's like as soon as somebody says oh let's do this at this time and i'm just like in the calendar immediately because like i will definitely forget otherwise it's like i have to have everything written down so i'm kind of using the same approach for for this and i think it's i think it's um you know it's better for the topics i think it's better for the topics so yeah i'm glad that i'm glad that you've had fun i always have fun on this so it's good it's good stuff i usually just open up youtube and go to airwing it's like what videos are i working on again what what was in this you know what was the news for the oh yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) cool um yeah so what are we doing for uh our guests coming up did we get a final word on that we possibly don't know I, i think i think so i think we are set but um i will i'll triple check uh <laughs> but, check. but i i think i think we're set oh i've managed to break okay. my uh managed to break my cameras but yeah I, th- I think i think we're set he seemed um he seemed good to go from the last discussion that we had and uh enjoyed cool. the the idea of the topics that i had proposed so uh very good look forward to that one first of october um hopefully <laughs> if everything gets confirmed cool. so we're keeping a surprise then I don't mind. I actually don't mind. Okay. We can keep we'll a surprise. Keep a surprise. We can, we'll keep a surprise yeah. for now. Maybe we'll tell everyone next yeah. week. But we can keep a surprise for now. Stay tuned for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nikita. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'd actually be scared. I would actually be scared to have Nikita on, on this show. I'd be super scared. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. I'd be like, have to do so much prep. Honestly, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be just like, but that's the thing i'd put like i have to take it proper proper serious and be like you know it's less like you know me in church just hanging out and like doing our thing and talking about some talkie and it's like all right we're gonna like properly lay this out to you know make some make some good good content and make him not just think we're you know i don't even know yeah i'll come in with a cat suit on like a furry costume <laughs> yeah don't 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 do that don't do that. <laughs> just completely embarrassed Giga. Oh, I would die, I think, just on on stream and just fall off my chair. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, um, thank you guys so much for listening, tuning in. Really appreciate everyone. Um, check us out on anchor.fm slash talk. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you guys, and maybe you get featured on the show. You know, any topics or any interesting ideas you have, please send them our way. We'd love to hear from you guys. Always love connecting with our listeners and viewers over at YouTube. And with that, we'll uh, catch you guys next week. See you later.